This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What up, Real Sports fam? On episode 12 of the Real Underscore Sports podcast, we have a special edition pod, and that is on the history of the Real Underscore Sports Snapchat account. We're going to break down what I do for a living, how I create the real underscore sports Snapchat account, and more. So let's get it. And down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Curry, way downtown! Bang! Bang! Gives it to Jenkins for the What up, Real Sports fam? It's your host, Jack Settleman from Real Underscore Sports on Snapchat, a 1 million follower snap. I am so excited for tonight, and with me tonight, obviously, is my co-host, Abe Granoff, my longtime best friend, and he's going to be interviewing me and talking about how I created Real Underscore Sports on Snap. So, Abe, just hit me with the first question. Let's get it started. Well, let's just start off by... I like this change of pace. You know, usually you're the one asking me, but uh, tonight's a little bit of a, I'm the captain now, you know? (laughs) You're the point guard. I'm the star. I hate being the star, but just lead us to the promised land. All right, Jack. So this is actually a lot of these questions, like, I don't think I've really ever asked you. Like, we talk all the time. We've been friends for years, but, like, it's kind of in that gray area where I just, like, don't ask, don't tell type thing. So now that this is broadcasted across um, the globe, as we've talked about in previous podcasts with percentages in all different continents <laughs> of listeners. Um, so just give us a little background to how how did real sports start um, via Snapchat, how it evolved to the podcast and and what was your what was your inspiration behind it to start? So. As you know, you know my best friend and roommate, Benny. Uh, So sophomore year of college at Texas, at Austin, um, you know, we had some money and we were like, let's, we see all these sports phone cases floating around the industry on social media. And we're like, we could probably get into that. And someone actually came to us with the idea to start with rappers. So like we made a chance to rapper case, we made a Drake case. They, They weren't doing great. And then we did, we went to a LeBron case which obviously sold great after the finals. The GOAT. The GOAT, not really, but uh, with the block. And so what was happening was we were advertising on these big, big pages on Instagram. So 1 million, 2 million, 3 million follower pages. And we were paying like 500 bucks and we would make 550. So like we're spending 500, we're making 50 bucks in profit. Um, but some really cool stuff came from it. Like we worked with John Wall. It was a really cool moment. So my site was called A-List Design Shop, A-List Cases originally. And John Wall actually reached out. He DM'd me. I'm at this sushi restaurant, no service on my phone. I get a, I get a DM from John Wall on Instagram and it's like, yo, you got anything for me? And I was like, this is probably just like a random kid named John Wall. Because like, <laughs> KD's Instagram is easy money sniper. So it wasn't like guaranteed. 
And so I had to step outside and I'm like, holy shit, this is literally John Wall I'm DMing with right now. So we're working out with the deal with him, whatever. Uh, But what it broke down to was like, we're paying all this money to pay these accounts that are just posting literally one Instagram for 500 bucks. And I was like, why am I not doing that? Like, why don't we actually own this? So about 20 months ago, my senior year of college at Texas, we're going to play Texas OU game in Dallas. And I'm like, I can totally highlight this. And I think people will find it interesting. And then we'll just highlight things behind the scenes because I'm an hour and a half from San Antonio. I can go to Spurs games, three hours from Dallas, three hours from Houston. We can go to Astros. We can go to Rockets games. We can go to Mavs games. My friend, uh, one of my best friends, Rachel, her dad works for the Mavericks or works with the Mavericks and the Cowboys. So like we were getting to see Steph Curry, you know, warm ups and stuff, which was still to this day, one of the most just craziest experiences of my life. Like it really was. Yeah, we know, we know how hype you are. We know how hype you are on the Warriors. No, but the funny thing is like, you know, that we have both experienced some really course cool sports moments. I've been to Super Bowls before. I've been to some really, like I've seen LeBron play and nothing has been more impressive than Steph's warm-up, which is, it really does say something, but that's besides the point. Um, so that made me start my own page about, you know, eight, a year and a half ago, pretty much. Um, and this is the biggest thing. Like social media is free in a sense. Anyone can sign up for an account, but it is not free to create like to build an account it really isn't all those are organic hacks and growth methods they're just not they're not there anymore everyone's adjusted that so that's my biggest advice to people getting into the industry who are like i want to make my own page you have to kind of you have to come in with two things you either need a friend who's gonna be like i'll take you with me and let's just do this thing or you need a little bit of money to at least get started. And then you just need a crazy amount of hard work. I've been posting on Real Sports. And this is the first time we've really opened up about it and talked about the strategy and how it fully works. But I post from 10 a.m. pretty much when I wake up till midnight or 1 a.m. every day for 30, every 30 minutes, which is, if you do the math, it's like 25 to 30 pieces of content a day. Weekends are the biggest days. So um, there's no weekends off. And it's just really a matter of fact of making content that people want, and then giving back to the real sports fam. We've always been about that. Right. I mean, like when people ask me about like what real sports is, like, as I said earlier, like, we never really like address like how it got started, how it got so big. And like the best way I can describe it is like, you see like these bleacher reports, house of highlights on Instagram. And Instagram is like a lot older in a sense than snapchat snapchat is like more of a generation z type thing where you're appealing to a more younger age like a lot of our real sports fam is a lot younger than us um but that's how i can best explain it is like that kind of like highlight reel on snapchat and we kind of haven't seen that to this point snapchat has become more like of a personal thing but like you started this whole this big snapchat and of course it wasn't as big when you first started as it is now so like what can you say that worked so well for you that made it grow to what it is today, being that you have over a million followers on Real Sports? Absolutely. And a big part of it was, like I mentioned, I was paying these Instagram pages a ton of money. But what I noticed was there was a bunch of those pages. And to get into that that uh, 
just in Instagram in general, it was very expensive because it's so oversaturated, meaning there's so many of these pages that are doing the same thing. They're using the same growth methods. And then I looked at Snap and I was like, look, no one's on Snap for sports, really. I can attack this area. So I definitely did that in a sense. And then literally since day one and to this day, like you've you've come accustomed to it and I feel like you have a new appreciation for it, but it really is just giving back to our fans, to our community. And like, I take the time out of my day. I'm spending hours a day responding to people on Snap. And I like to post like very on occasion, like, yes, I do respond to people because the people that I do respond, they know, obviously I've sent them messages, but uh, I do take the time to respond to people. I've, you know, I've grown to 17,000 followers on Instagram. I try and respond to every single one of them. Snap, it's more complicated because Snap will actually, my app will crash because I'm trying to respond to people. But it's just Bro, a matter- even, even myself, even myself, I've, ever since we started this podcast and we've been going strong, we've always been um, successful thus far, even though we're trying to become more successful. I found myself like, being a cop being like engulfed in the real sports fam. Like even I'm getting direct messages all the time. And it's like, yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking time out of my day to respond to these people, but like they're appreciating what I'm putting out. So like I have no problem reciprocating and making their day by just simply responding. It's like yesterday, a kid, I, I, I would love to shout him out, but I don't have my phone in front of me about someone who, who messaged me about, he was like, Hey, Abe, what are your outlooks on the Cowboys this season? And we all know from the podcast, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. And I just responded like, bro, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm a, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. And he was just like, oh, I understand, but wanted like my honest opinion. And it, it you just become really appreciative of what you've built. And of course I am because you've brought me on board. But like, like you say, you take time out of your day to respond, but like it feels good at the same time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, like I... The, the funny thing is like so many people use these giveaways or they act like they genuinely care about their fan base. No one really cares. Like these big guys, they're just using it because it looks good for them. It's like a press thing that, <coughs> that just makes them look better. I genuinely like I can help one person. That makes me feel better about my day. And uh, it's fun. To, like the funny thing is it's kind of fun to just talk sports with people, like get a new outlook on it. We will definitely have those people who are like Lamar Jackson sucks, which I get it. If you think he's that's me, that's me, right? But if he sucks, that's fine. But like, if I can have a real conversation with someone, it's a lot of fun to just talk with them, and they value my opinion. And the funny thing is, I value. I don't. I don't. I don't value your opinion. Well, that's fine. That's a different dynamic. But they value mine. (laughs) I value theirs, and it's an open conversation, which is the best part. That is that is the thing I want to key on is that in today's generation, social media was supposed to give the everyday fan a voice, but all it did was kind of exaggerate like the Skip Baylesses and the Stephen A's, right? You see their takes all over Twitter, all over Instagram. You see their opinions. But the guy who like really has an, an insightful opinion who watches, for example, every single Nuggets games, the diehard Denver fan, right? He actually, he or she can actually understand like, Nikola Jokic is one of the best players in the league, but because they're oh in my that, God. No, 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 but I'm not even saying it to say that. I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna hold back this is a this is a more serious um episode, so we can get into this another time, but, but I just needed my but, two cents. But for example, like the West Coast bias, the like 
they watch every game. They fully understand how much he brings value to that team. And I love to listen to that insight because as much as I consume and I get it all the time, it's like, dude, how do you even get baseball highlights, basketball, football, all of it, all across the scope, including soccer? And it's like, yeah, I cannot watch a full Nuggets game. Meanwhile, a kid in Denver, he can, and he can actually offer me insight. So as much as I can tell him like how I feel about Jokic and a lot of it has to do with the media and the memes and all of that, he can just give me an insight as much. And I like to vocalize that. So I think that full uh, give and take has been helpful. Yeah, I mean, you like you said, give and take. I mean, the real sports fam is contributing to the content you're putting out just as much as the research that you're putting in. Exactly. Uh, right. Um, so you're talking about this kid in Denver who loves the Nuggets or whatever. I mean, I'm going to snooze my way through this question, but I, I felt the need to ask for the real sports fam. Um, not that I care, but um, where, just give your real sports fam um, a guideline of where your fandom lies and how you can be biased in some sorts, but you like to you like to give a balance between your true fandom because it's very hard when you want to be you want to be a man of the people in, in a sense exactly. and and um, broadcast all types all teams. But what are your teams and how do how do you keep that bias out of it? I think it's a complicated situation, and it's only of recent that I felt the need to defend Lamar. And the irony is that <laughs> I, I actually don't think that Lamar is, like, the greatest quarterback ever. Like, I'll get some people replying to me that are like, dude, Lamar is, like, the truth. Like, he could be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I think that this is the most fun I've ever had as a Ravens fan is just watching Lamar play because he's an exciting brand. You, you won a Super Bowl. Exactly. And this is the crazy thing. We've won a Super Bowl. We've had one of the top defenses over the past decades, and I've never had more fun than watching Lamar. But it's besides the point. Um, I grew up in Baltimore. I My family business is in the beer business, which shouldn't be too relevant, except for the fact that we actually sell Miller Lite, Coors Light to Raven Stadium, to the Orioles. And it got me some invites to Ray Lewis's birthday party as a kid. We didn't get to the after party, but we would go. Need, need, need these flexes in. Need these flexes. There, it's not even a flex. I just feel like it's necessary to, <laughs> to go with the full backstory. But uh, we would go bowling and we would get – we're at the end of the line. Like we were matched up with like Dominique Foxworth who was like a six-string <laughs> cornerback. But – it's still cool like because you're around the Ravens, you're around the important people in the organization, you meet T- Tracy McGrady, you meet Ed Reed, and you just feel you just feel like the team is a part of you. And it was growing up as a kid. So that's because that's why I'm a Ravens fan. The Orioles actually, I wasn't they didn't have a winning season until I was in I don't even know if it was high school. I think it was in college. I was like eighteen. So from ninety six till twenty. Did they go to the World Series or like no, we we got to the ALCS. ALCS, yeah. yeah we had some it was like Royals Mets that year or something like that, right? Yeah, the Royals got there, but so I was never the biggest baseball fan in part because the Orioles stunk, but also in part because like Maryland just tradition is lacrosse that always supersedes uh, baseball. Um, so I grew up like that and then I moved to New York and I never really had a basketball team. And then this year I got Knicks tickets and I really, whoa, 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 whoa. rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah. Okay. So our entire childhood, you were supposedly a Wizards fan. I was, so that's the thing. I was like supposedly, but I felt no true connection. Like the same way. Right. So you just, you were a fan just to talk shit to me. Essentially. Exactly. Anything that. Could All right. Be- and then, and then. 
You were all over Real Sports Snapchat this entire year as a diehard Boston Celtics fan with polos on. So why don't you explain that and then how you can just flip-flop um, to a team in the same conference to the Knicks? So essentially what happened was – This should be interesting. There's two parts to it. One, <laughs> I, I bet a lot on the Celtics. And I know our audience is younger, but – uh, you know, when money's involved, obviously things get more serious. But it wasn't even about the money. It never really is. And that's just a good life lesson in general. But I I was rooting against the Warriors because although I love KD because he's a Texas guy and I never really hate him for that. I love Steph. Uh, I just wanted to see someone beat them. And I thought the Celtics had the best chance of that. <laughs> and then as the year went along, I was rooting for them. But, like, I never really felt that connection. And then the best, this is my favorite part, is that I go, I'm living in New York, and I'm like, you know what? It actually feels legit. If I were to root for the Knicks, I stick with them. And everyone's calling me a Fairweather fan. But the best you part are. is. But, wait, but at the same time, like, but, but the funny there's thing, no, you can, the, Knicks are, the Knicks are an embarrassment. Exactly. Like, They're an embarrassment. They had the worst record in the league. And all that, and everyone's like, you're a Fairweather fan. You're just, and I'm like, first of all, how am I a Fairweather fan? They're literally- no, you tried. You tried being a Fairweather fan because you thought they would get KD, AD, Zion, so, Kyrie, that's and the what, rest of the NBA. You well, tried to be, but you you missed. You missed. That's what everyone thought. But the funny thing is, that's what I, everyone knows. I'm happy that we came out of it without those guys <laughs> because now you can see. Like I truly do root for the Knicks. I want them to succeed. And the best part about life in general, and then you can include the NBA and fandom in this situation, is when the Knicks get to that level, to the playoffs or to the uh, to the NBA Finals or win a championship, it's going to mean 10 times more. And I will continue to support the Knicks for uh, – that's my new NBA team, and I'm excited about it because we you have were, You were excited about Boston this year too. You were texting me using phrases like we. In yeah, but you to- knew that was just literally to get under your skin about the Sixers. You knew I didn't care. I mean, <laughs> I would accuse you of not caring, and then you would try and claim that you were in my head more. But you talked about well, your favorite team. That's, that's uh, And then obviously I went to Texas. So that, that, that kind of completes. And then the Capitals for hockey. Um, You're not a hockey fan. No, I, I definitely enjoyed playoff hockey. And uh, seeing Ovechkin lift the cup was one of the coolest moments that I've ever seen in sports. And not ever. That ever? Seemed- ever? No, but but seriously, I've never seen a grown man like get a monkey off his back because he deserved it. He's one of the greatest hockey players ever, and you could just see like the stress of losing to the Rangers and Penguins year in and year out. So that was really cool. But I think what the people want to hear about is you know the money making situation and the- that, that, that's what I was going to say next. I was going to say like, listen, people are are wondering how you got so big, how you how you built this thing, but you're also able to interact with the people what's in it for you? You know, like, are you getting paid by snap? If you are getting paid, who's it from? What's it for? Like, come on. You're not just, you're not just for the people. You're for Jack a little bit too. So let's hear it. Well, that's the thing that everyone is like, they want to think it's this perfect world where everyone gets what they deserve. And like I put in the work, so I feel like I definitely deserve to make some money from it, but it goes back to college. I didn't need a job. I was fortunate enough to have my parents, uh, pay some of my way. I got a scholarship. 
So that covered a lot of the expense. There's so many flexes going on. (laughs) These aren't flexes. I just want to be as transparent as possible. No, facts can be flex. Like, that's a thing. Whatever you, whatever, whatever counts as a flex. We'll play, we'll do a Um, segment facts or flex. Facts or flex. I kind of like that, honestly. Um, But essentially, I, I just wanted to do this because I thought it was a good business opportunity. I thought no one was on Snap. Um, but for the, for what I do full time, my nine to five as it's called, but it's really a, it's really a 24 seven job is I work for the action network. I'm a social media coordinator. Uh, the action network is all about sports betting. I would appreciate it if you guys follow, uh, <laughs> us on Twitter and Instagram and all of that. Um, but on the side, I run real sports, which takes also a ton of my time. And do I get paid for it? It goes in waves, honestly. So I will get paid for an ad deal that we run on the page. I'll get paid a little bit for running this podcast, but like not much because uh, Blue Wire is another example of a startup. And so like these ads that you got, this is the funniest part is like I post this, this will always be the craziest thing about human nature in general, but definitely a part of social media is. I'm posting 30 minutes a day, uh, 15 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And I'm free to follow. Like you're not paying anything to follow me. And then I'll post one ad and I'll get 10 people who will say like, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't what I'm following for. And it's like, I'm not even making you pay anything. Like, just let me run the ad. Let me make a little money because the irony is that I'm giving back nine times out of 10 on these giveaways. I've given away 10, literally, I'm not even kidding, $10,000 worth of shit to the Real Sports fam. And I'm, I'm so grateful because people, it, it's really the minority. It's not the majority. And they understand how much I, I do care about them. But like, I've given away five to six pairs of AirPods. I've given away t-shirts, hats. I've given away shoes. I've, we, we gave away Xbox. We gave away PlayStation. Like it really is just crazy. And I just think a, a small amount of people want to see people just fail and they don't want anyone to succeed. But I do think we have been very receptive as a community. And that's why I've always appreciated the people that have supported me. Um, and that, that's why it's fun to give back because when people understand like, yes, I do need to run this ad. I do need to promote this thing. They can understand like that's a part of my life. That's how I pay the bills. That's how in this freaking bullshit city that we call New York, I can pay my rent is because I can run an ad. Wait, you're, <laughs> telling, mean, me, you're telling me the people don't want to hear about Harry's? Well, the people's on the podcast, they definitely understand, but it's more on the snap that it's like right. people are like – are you do- but the one thing I will say, and this was a big part of why I grew so well, is because I never once ran these scammy ads. I never posted about like flower necklaces or these different tiaras and all these different apps. I've only posted about sports stuff, sports apps that I know can help people. I've given people money. I've done all these things. Um, I've never shouted out any other pages. It's all about really our community. And you saw that when we boosted the boosted up the charts, and uh, it's because these people understand that I'm doing this for a good purpose and just to entertain them, and then they can, you know, they can put in a little work because we're putting in a, 
a ton of them. Right. I mean, what what I want to move on to, and you you touched on it a little bit in your last response, and what I care about the most is Real Sports Pod. You know, like of course that's become like th- these giveaways that we're doing have become something that I like. I'm texting you constantly about wanting to do more giveaways. Um, just <laughs> trying to make me go broke. Hey, we're in this together. Come on, we're in the pod yeah. together. But um, yeah. yeah, so what was – obviously, we're on the pod right now. So why don't you dive into a little bit about the inspiration behind the pod and what you initially saw as a goal for it and, and what you think of it. I mean, we're you and I are just in the beginning stages of this. We both are loving it the entire time. Um, we have We love recording. We have no problem. It's never a burden on us. So – what do you think has made it so successful so far and where do you see it in the future going forward? I just think that, so what was happening was the idea behind the page. The the real reason why it was named real sports was because I was at school and I had the ability to film these live sports, these real sports experiences, which was behind the scenes. Obviously now I take on a full job. It gets more complicated I'm only in New York, so you know the the options are limited. Even though we did a real sports experience together, Eagles Giants Thursday night football, that was fun. That was dubbed but, for the Eagles. That was dubbed. Yeah, that was a dub for the Eagles. But I uh, I thought it was time to create our own content because as much as people enjoy the highlights, they also enjoy my opinions because they know I, I don't. I, can, I don't. I know you don't, but they do, and that's all that we can. That's all that we <laughs> I care know, about. The hot, I think, we, we ran a poll. I know this is a this is a debate between me and Jack, but we did run a poll on the the Real Sports Pod uh, on the Real Sports Instagram, and uh, Jack was the hot take guy. I know that Jack doesn't that doesn't sit well with Jack, but do they really care about your opinion? Being that you're the hot take guy, I don't know. I think they just enjoy us talking sports, which is important. Right. But that's a good spin. That's a good spin. <laughs> the inspiration is like. We are knowledgeable about it. We can kind of – the problem with today's generation is that all they can do is listen to these massive bigwigs on ESPN, on Fox, who just think they know everything and they, they don't necessarily – I'm not saying we know better, but at least we can offer them an insightful – We do. Yeah, exactly. We do know better, but we can offer them an insightful view. Um, and obviously, it's fun to just bullshit together and talk about sports – and kind of create our own thing. And the funny thing is that we have shown because we hit number one, that there really is no sports community. Like think about this concept. I text you and I'm like, yo, you know that Woj guy, right? Yeah. We just (laughs) passed him on the charts. Yo, you know, that Stephen a guy, right? Yeah. We just passed him on the charts. And it, I wish it had anything to do with me, but it has to do with our community because all they do is they care about what we're doing. They care to push us up the charts, whether or not it's for a giveaway or for their own incentive. They care enough to rate us five stars. Stephen A. Smith has a hundred million people who are watching him between ESPN, between his Twitter, between his Instagram, and they don't take the time to rate five stars or write a review, but our, but the real sports fam does. And I think that, has been by far the coolest part about this is like we finally created a community and a bunch of followers and I wouldn't even consider them followers. I couldn't, I consider them friends. Like they've taken the time to go and rate us and to review us. And that is special to me. Right. I mean, from my point of view, like you, you asked me 
I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast for, like a little over a month. Like six, seven weeks. Yeah, a little yeah. under two months. You asked me a while back. I mean, we're obviously texting all the time, um, arguing sports, doing what we do on the podcast just via text and distracting us from our everyday jobs. But you asked me to do this around two months ago, and it was kind of just like, all right, let's hop on a computer, shoot the shit for 30 minutes, and then send it over and see what happens. And for me, it was just like what I've been doing my entire life, being that I've known you since we were nine years old, and just arguing the entire time and taking different points of view, whether I believe it or not. But the important thing was it went against you. Um, since then, I don't really think that I understood the power of the real sports family in that I thought we were just doing this as just like a fun thing. But at the same time, it's grown so much and I've gotten to interact with so many people in regards to, it's kind of crazy. It's, dude, it's wild. The fact that I'm having people from all over the globe reaching out to me, telling me their where their fandom lies in terms of like, I told you a kid, a Cowboys, stupid Cowboys fan. Um, <laughs> sorry, whoever Instagram me, but, or DM me, but that's what you are. Um, DM me the other day, just wanting to shoot the shit about sports, just like you and I, and we can say this shit back and forth to each other and argue all this time. But like it holds value to others, which is what I think has been the most rewarding for me recently joining Real Sports Fam um, is because like people care what we have to say. And we've been doing it our entire lives. So why not throw a microphone in front of our faces, you know? Yeah, it's just about giving the everyday fan a voice, which has just been so lost in our generation. Um, But it's been cool because, I mean, think about it. We both discussed after Monday's podcast, we were like, the most fun pod we've probably ever done. And we've done, we've done, you've heard me guarantee we're getting AD, KD, Kyrie. You've heard oh, me making brutal, NBA draft Brutal. We, we've debated Sixers, but the most fun was just answering people's questions because they want to know, because no one else will answer their questions, but we will. And we love doing it. And obviously, I wish we could answer every single one. And I think that at some point we actually there's an app coming that we may be able to. But for now, it's just like we get 10 at a time. We knock them out. And it's a lot of fun doing it. Um, It's just been it really has been surreal. Uh, I would say this is the coolest moment for me because uh, a few people in the you know, I've asked questions like who's the coolest celebrity you met or what's the coolest thing you've done or all these different things. The coolest thing to me was on Monday night, um, I posted a highlight from the game, and we will not get into why I didn't take the final shot, even though I should Oh, no, no, we'll get into this. We'll get into this. We'll get into it, but let me let me just get my <laughs> speed up. Oh, speed it up, because I want to get into this. So I hit the final. I hit the three in, uh, regulation ascends overtime, blah, blah, blah. I posted in, in his highlights. Pickup game, in his pickup game. No, it's not pickup. It's a legit uh, you know I mean. you know But I mean. let, let me finish. Um, and we, so I get a, I get a reply on snap and I'm getting thousand replies. So I was lucky I clicked on this. And one guy who listens to the podcast, so shout out to my guy, number one, he's like, yo, I didn't realize you were playing the game. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, yeah, I was number one on the other team. I just wasn't sure if it was you. So I didn't say what's up. And I was like, that is crazy to me that the real sports fam is literally everywhere. 
and they listen to the podcast. They watch me on Snap every single day. And I'm playing against them in New York City in basketball. And they took the time to reply to me. Like, that is a crazy concept that I would never imagine because my goal with this is to never be a celebrity. I would love nothing more than to not be a celebrity. I don't think it's cool to be a celebrity because I think a lot of people think like influential celebrities are cool, but a lot of them are just sad. And what I what we enjoy is just interacting with more people. I think having the audience to do it is the most fun to me. I don't really care what they think about me. Like people say like I'm your idol, you inspire me, which is great. Like I love when people go out and try and accomplish different goals and they're ambitious and all that. But like I don't want people thinking of me like some some upper like NBA player. But I thought that was really cool. Well, no one's going to consider you an upper NBA level player. Because <laughs> as you guys saw in Jack's Snapchat, this is deviating from all the mushy, mushy interview stuff, but something I had to call him out on because I got this text. Like, as you guys know, I go to bed like kind of early, whatever. Jack texted me at like midnight, check real sports, blah, blah, blah. See how the game ended. And I wake up and I'm thinking my guy, Jack took the final shot, hit it, blah, blah, blah. And he did it over into Sunday into overtime. But then at the end of the game in overtime, this kid calls himself a winner and draws up a play to take himself out of the play to be the inbounder and not have the ball in his hands. That's just such a stretch. Wait, how's that a stretch? You drew up the play. You wrote that in the Snapchat. You so, made yourself so the inbounder. I, you didn't take the last shot. You left it up to your cousin who, Max, you're a great kid and all, but you don't have the iciest veins. And and Jack <laughs> considers his, himself this winner with this mentality but won't take the final shot. Why don't you speak to that a little bit? So taking it out of my hands is that's where I think it's unfair to say, <laughs> like, this is the thing I've been inbounding the ball game because as a point guard, I think that's an important role to take. Um, and I just trust myself to get the ball inbounds to the right player. So I wanted to put myself in that spot. I'm not it's a great jump shooter. At- all spin zone. It's crazy. No, nah, but as you know, I'm not a great jump shooter. So I just think playing probabilities and percentages wasn't the worst idea. Plus, uh, you also have the aspect of the best player on their team was guarding me. It was a very bouncy defender. Um, so this is my question to you, at least. With two seconds left, also think about it. The timeout was like, we probably called a 30-second timeout, but they gave us like 12 seconds. So I have to call a play like on the spot. What play can you run for a point guard that, like, what would you even want to see? Do you want to see a jump shot with under two left with a really good defender on you? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Bro, it's, it's, the- dude, you're relaxed. You're playing in a recreational league in New York City, not the NBA. Set a few screens, get an open jump shot, and live with the day. But at the bottom line, well, take okay. the shot, so, don't inbound so that- it. So that's your answer is that you wanted a jump shot. I don't think I was going to open. The whole concept was we were going to get our best shooter open. This kid almost made uh, Texas's team because of how how lethal of a shooter he is. So we run an elevator screen for him, which if you guys don't know an elevator screen is two guys set a screen. He runs in between. His defender kind of gets caught. And the idea was that so much attention gets thrown towards him that Max, my cousin, and the big man just rolls the hoop for an easy layup. Uh, the pass wasn't perfect. He didn't create the space that we necessarily needed. Uh, we still got a good look at it. But most importantly, it's game two of the season. 
we have a long season to go. And I would I would still run that play ten times out of ten. I'll I'll take the shot in the playoffs. Do not worry about that. I will have the ball in my head. Wow. That wasn't the response you gave me a few days ago. You were pretty defensive about that. But <laughs> I mean, this is what I've this is the content that I've kind of wanted, um, being that we've been friends our whole life, but I've kind of never really asked you about all this stuff because I don't know, it's just your personal thing. I know you were having fun with it, but then you bring me on board and we get involved and we're having all the success and it's like, all right, let's share, let's share how this was built to the rest of the people that are helping out our success. So yeah, I think you've answered a ton of questions that not only have I've been wondering, but I mean, these are the questions like every question we asked tonight was essentially a Monday mailbag. And like it was, we pulled these yeah. from the Google sheet that everyone entered today. So it, we kind of stuck on that theme of just, giving back to the real sports family. Um, this was an awesome, I I'm glad that I got to take the reins and interview you this time. Um, because usually it's just you interviewing me for the right opinion, but this has been a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely cool sharing my experience. And I think like I mentioned before, it's like, if you want to DM me on Instagram, J settlement, 23, Abe underscore grand off there. I I won't see my uh, all my real sports messages. I wish I could. It's just the app will literally crash on me. Um, but Instagram, you have a pretty good chance at getting uh, a reply. Like I love to give advice. I love to help people because I mean, twenty months ago I was in the same spot. I didn't really know where to start. I didn't know how to do uh, all of this. I want to give everyone a voice. And there'll be more content that's going to teach you guys and help you guys grow because I think everyone deserves to have it. But I do appreciate you, Abe, taking this role. Uh, normally, you know, you're more of a voice of the pod. You had to take on the interviewer here, I but I think now. it was important. <laughs> I think it was important to give back, and we always like to do that. So, as we mentioned a ton, please. Give us a review. Like if you're listening to it, give us a review. If you're on Apple, five-star, review it. Just send to a friend. That's the biggest ask I can get is we will always give back to you guys. Just make sure to review our shit, share with friends. That's all we can ask really. So thank you. I'm Jack Settleman. That's my real name from Real Underscore Sports on Snap. Abe, any last words for the Real Sports Yeah, JY01354. Um, <laughs> you you dug it yeah, up. I dug it up. This is the Cowboys fan that that DM me. Don't don't DM me. If you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan. Stay out of my DMs. I don't need to see your worthless franchise in my DMs. Jay White zero one three five four asking me. Oh, Randall Cobb, big addition. Come on, Eagles are winning the division. That's all I gotta say. Don't flood my DMs with that stupid shit. I feel that. Go Ravens. Go Knicks. Really good Knicks. The Knicks are going to be a way more fun come up than the Ravens. All right, all right, all right. That's enough. Peace, Real Sports fam. Peace.